Live show. Welcome into the On3 studios here in Nashville, Tennessee. We got another big weekend of recruiting to cover, and today we're going to talk LSU, Tennessee, and Oregon. Plus, I got five-star edge Elijah Rushing on this show. Now, we sat down just before we went live, so it is taped, but it's going to air in the final segment. It's awesome. I wanted to talk to Rushing, who you know, he decommitted from Arizona about a week ago, and I wanted to get some insight into his recruitment moving forward, and that's just what he gave us. So tune into that. That'll be in the final segment of this show. All right. The big recruiting news of the weekend, though, came on Saturday when four-star defensive lineman Aiden Breland committed to Oregon, choosing the Ducks over UGA in Miami. Now, for a while, this one was all Georgia. Really, all summer, this one looked like it was trending toward the dogs. He announces that he's going to make a decision in October, and that's when Oregon started making up ground. And in the last few weeks, things started trending heavily in the Ducks' favor, and they land him. We'll get Ducks insider Justin Hopkins on in just a few minutes to talk more about all that. Uh, before I get too far, make sure you subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. This thing's blowing up. You guys love recruiting. We love talking recruiting. So hit that subscribe button for me. Okay. In other commitment news, Jalewis Solomon has found a new home. The four-star athlete out of Georgia committed to Auburn in August, decommitted last week, took a visit to South Carolina this weekend, and committed. And now I, I kind of feel like this is it for Solomon. I know this is a second <laughs> commitment, but I think this is it because he shocked all of us when he chose Auburn over South Carolina in August. In the end, though, he's a Gamecock. It just feels right. Let's get into the show. Up first, we're talking LSU recruiting. And is LSU about to run down on Jimbo Fisher's commit list and take what they want as the Texas A&M season spirals? In this video, you'll get the latest LSU recruiting intel as the dust settles on that busy weekend. The Tigers not only had Aggie flip targets on campus, the number one QB, the number overall player in the 2025 class, Bryce Underwood made it to Baton Rouge as well. LSU fans, go ahead, hit that subscribe button. We're talking LSU recruiting today. Let's bring on LSU insider, best in the business, my guy, Shay Dixon from the Bengal Tiger. Now, Shay, number one QB, number one overall in the 2025 class, Bryce Underwood. He's planning to decide in January. So we're really, this is kind of the home stretch of his recruitment. And maybe the last time LSU has him on campus face-to-face -face before he decides. So what's your read on things as he uh, as he leaves LSU? Yeah, Josh, with today's uh, update to the on-through rankings uh, for the 2025 class, there was no update to Bryce Underwood. He stays number right one overall, number, number one quarterback. And this is four visits in six months for a Michigan kid to come down to LSU on unofficial visits but each time be with his mom, be with his dad, be with his sister, that shows real interest. And whether you talk to EJ Holland up on the Michigan side or you ask people down here at LSU, they'll tell you most have felt this is a Michigan LSU battle and maybe have called it 50-50. I'd be foolish, Josh, to sit here and say, I know where Bryce Underwood is going to go to college. I don't even think Underwood knows that quite yet. But when it comes to making a big impact, I'll put it this way. This was his first trip to Tiger Stadium for a game. LSU beats Auburn by 30. It's a night where the weather was very nice for Louisiana Saturday night. 
right sold out crowd he ends up with all of his buddies uh on the jumbotron in the stands when swag serpent comes on it was all smiles from underwood this weekend it was just what lsu needed and you're right if this is the last time he comes to campus before announcing it left on a very positive note hmm. Now, we know who the usual suspects are in this recruitment. You got Michigan, you got Colorado, you got LSU, you got Penn State as well. Uh, who do you think is LSU's biggest competition when it comes to Bryce Underwood in this decision that's going to be about two months away? I have a little doubt in my mind, my gut, uh, and from who I've spoken to, that it's Michigan. And remember, he's at Belleville. He's a little more than an hour or so away uh, from Michigan's campus. But the one school he's visited most outside of the state of Michigan has been LSU. So right. we've seen that the interest is real there. There was talk very early on that he wanted to end up in the SEC. LSU is the team that is kind of out front there uh, and has distanced themselves from the rest of the SEC in terms of recruiting Underwood. So I think this one comes down to the school that's kind of a stone's throw from home versus the school that, yes, is on the other side of the country, but Josh is at the same time, putting up some of the best numbers on offense in the country. Yeah, well, I think it was the perfect game for him to attend. You talk about offensive explosiveness. He got to see that. He got a great atmosphere, and he's going to decide in a couple months. So we'll continue to cover this recruitment. Now, one recruitment that ended on Saturday night, that was Edge C.J. Jackson, who is from the state of Georgia, and he's fresh off a decommitment from Georgia Tech. He visited LSU this weekend Grand opening, grand closing. Shay, take us behind the scenes on how it went down so quickly between Jackson and LSU. Well put. Grand opening, grand closing. This one didn't take long. This is the guy in C.J. Jackson who had already visited LSU in the spring. He had then taken an official visit to LSU in June, but he popped for Georgia Tech, and there were a number of reasons for that as a Peach State guy. Um, big on education. His mom had talked a lot about that as why Georgia Tech was a big draw. But at the same time, LSU was going after Colin Simmons very heavily over the summer. And it sort of felt like C.J. Jackson to fans was out of sight, out of mind. Well, for the staff, they buckled in. And C.J. Jackson said, LSU and Colorado were the two schools that really stuck with me, even when I committed to Georgia Tech. LSU knew he was going to reopen his process. As soon as he did publicly, they got a visit locked in for the following weekend. And again, grand opening, grand closing. This is a guy as a top 100 prospect on three. At on three is a top number seven edge rusher on, yeah. on three. LSU loves him just as much as we do. They think this is a huge addition for them out of the Peach State and gives them another top 100 prospect to add to the class. So this didn't take long. I think most figured, hey, after he decommitted from Georgia Tech, LSU is always at other school there. Yep, they identified and they executed. They get a really good player at a position of need, like you said. Now, LSU fans, we're finally here. We're going to talk about these Aggie commitments that were on campus over the weekend. And mainly I'm talking about athlete Terry Bussey, five-star, wide receiver Draylon Miller, and Gabrielle Relford, a defensive lineman. Um, let's talk about all three of these, starting with Terry Bussey, Shay. What's he doing back at LSU after recently committing to Texas A&M? I say the same, right, Josh? Uh, I guess enjoying a football game, a and was obviously on the road. They lost. Uh, but having them in Tiger Stadium, three guys that were all pretty much high on LSU and A&M and ended up committing to A&M make that visit for the Auburn game. And again, 
they win by 30. It's sold out. The offense looks great. The defense played arguably their best game of the season, and they win very convincingly. Bussy, though, was the guy who just popped. It felt like only a couple of weeks ago now to Texas A&M. So when I heard rumblings that he was going to return to campus for the game this past weekend, I said, "Ah, well, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, kudos to the LSU staff. They pulled it off. They got him in town. I think that when I look at this list of three guys, that he might be the toughest flip. But depending on who you ask, there are folks in this LSU community and circle uh, that think that the Tigers still have a shot to pull this off. And by getting him into campus again, after making a commitment to Texas A&M, I'm not going to argue with it. I'm going to sit back and watch. So as it stands now, do they have room for Draylon Miller and Gabriel Relford? And I say that because there's only so many spots and LSU has been taking commitment. So I know they were highly coveted at the time that they committed to A&M, but does LSU have room for them? Uh, yes. The answer to both is yes. And they want both. And I'm kind of watching, we are watching right now, Draylon Miller because Cortez Hankton, LSU's receivers coach went to college with Draylon's father. LSU at one point was considered the team to beat. He ends up committing to yeah. A&M, but making this visit is notable. So His father told the Bengal Tiger and on three, they're going to go home. They're going to talk things over and really make a final decision before the playoffs arrive. And then early signing periods here. So Texas A&M isn't out of the water, you know, isn't the coast isn't clear quite yet. I think that there are people believing that LSU has picked up enough steam that a flip here could happen. So no on three RPM flip picks have been made (laughs) at uh, the moment we're recording this, but this week, I think we keep our ear to the ground to see if whether Draylon Miller locks in with AM or does he end up flipping to LSU? Yeah, and obviously the catalyst to all this speculation is the fact that AM in year six under Jimbo Fisher just does not look like they've got things headed in the right direction. We'll see how the rest of their season goes, but Shay, this leads me to what LSU fans want to know. They're, they're hearing us talk about Aggie flips. But what about Dominic McKinley, five-star defensive lineman, the number one player in Louisiana? I mean, if if they're going after Aggie flip targets, is Dominic McKinley one of them? Gabe Relaford, you're flipping up your uh, commitments, Texas uh, and Texas A&M there. This is the big one, right? Because Relaford's a Louisiana kid, and the other two are Texas kids. And Texas A&M got Gabe Relaford committed before LSU even offered. So when LSU's offer came in July, Gabe Relaford told me, hey, I am high on LSU. This is a dream offer for me. But at the same time, A&M got me first. They were they offered first. They put in the work, and I'm committed there. That being said, LSU's had four home games. He's been in town for two of them now. So that tells me the door is still open. And this is not just a Louisiana thing. That's a large part of it. He's an excellent football player. He's been great at Evangel, playing great again as a senior. But for LSU, Josh, it's a position of need. And Dom, Dom McKinley, who you mentioned, the state's highest ranked defensive lineman, he left. He's going to Texas, and he hasn't visited yet this year. They do only have two defensive linemen committed. They signed no true defensive lineman a year ago. So this sets up for a guy like Gabe Relaford to be even more important for LSU. They are going to keep pushing here. I think my key to this is moving forward, does LSU get an official visit? Because that means he would be in town with his parents for an extended amount of time over a weekend, whether it's at a game or closer to the early signing period. That's what I've got my eye on. I'd be a little surprised if a flip happened 
before they got him on an official visit. Yeah, and things are really starting to heat up. I mean, LSU, they're not the only team that senses blood in the water here with some of these Texas A&M commitments. So we'll see what happens. Like you said, Gabriel Relford, got to get him back on campus for that official visit. But this probably sets things up for that. We'll see what happens. Now, now let's get to Texas commitment, Colin Simmons. He did an interview recently with our colleague, Sam Spiegelman, that was kind of interesting because he, he, he alluded to the fact that the LSU official visit is still on the table. So is this recruitment still alive? Because, Shay, I really haven't heard much about LSU and Colin Simmons really since Colin Simmons' commitment over the summer. Sure, that was some notable news to come out of on three. If I'm doing a buy or sell right now on LSU's chances of signing Colin Simmons, I'm still leaning sell. He's been yeah. vocal about his commitment to Texas. He did pick Texas over LSU. He named all of the reasons, including staying home, being able to be close to his mom, his brother, his family. And then he seems to be really interested in the trajectory and where this Texas program is going and being a big part of that as an in-state guy. They prioritized in a big way and they were able to pull off the commitment. So while LSU could still get a visit out of him, while LSU does have two of his teammates and friends committed into mm -hmm. Corey Moore and Caden Durham, I'm still a little hesitant here because I think that Simmons is still very much at this moment locked into Texas. And to bring us to where we started, that's why I think this CJ Jackson edition was so important because LSU did go out and land a top 100 guy, a top 10 edge rusher, which is what, again, Simmons is a, a five star edge rusher. Well, it, it, at this point, it's just baby steps with Colin Simmons. I mean, do you think that they will get him back on campus for an official visit? I'm not ready to say for sure, uh, but look, if Colin's saying it, then I'll take him at his word. And if that happens, that'll come in October and you're getting closer to signing day by then. And maybe we have a better feel for it. But for now, I think that I consider him to be a, a Texas commitment until further notice. All right. Well, the Bengal Tiger has all the intel because there was even more prospects on campus that we have than we have time to cover. Thank you to Shay Dixon for stopping by the Inside Scoop on a busy LSU recruiting weekend. Appreciate you, Shay. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Josh. Yep. Talk to you soon. All right, guys. Next up, we're going to talk Tennessee recruiting. Saturday, Tennessee took down Texas A&M in front of a sold-out crowd and a bunch of high-priority recruits. In this video, I'm going to bring on a Tennessee insider to talk about the two flip targets that showed up in Knoxville and also the much-anticipated visit of top two 2025 QB target George McIntyre. So an important recruiting weekend all around, and we're going to get to all the behind-the-scenes intel. But first, Tennessee fans, go ahead, hit subscribe on the On3 Recruits channel. We're trying to build this thing. We want you to be a part of it. Hit subscribe for me. Thank you. All right, let's bring on Austin Price from VolQuest. Austin, there were some priority flip targets on campus, but first we got to talk George McIntyre, the number two ranked quarterback in the 2025 class, six, five and a half, 190 pounds out of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I, I said that he was Tennessee's top QB target in the 25 class. Is that correct? Is it, is it proper to refer to him as that? Yeah, I think it is. And that's what I've been saying for a while. I mean, I think there for a while there was a song and dance just because, you know, they didn't want to label anybody anything to upset potentially others. But, uh, yeah, George is the, the, you know, the guy in the 25 class. And then, 
you know, Madden E.L. Maliava, also a, another one they're looking at hard. Uh, Deuce Knight was before he committed to Notre Dame. But George has kind of always been that guy for Tennessee, um, you know, just down the road in Nashville and has been to campus several times, including uh, yesterday. Yeah, and he's been hitting some campuses. Uh, he was at Alabama earlier in the season. He was at LSU here recently, and now Tennessee. Uh, I watched the interview on VolQuest, and I, I suggest everybody watching this go ahead and watch the interview with George McIntyre still in Neyland Stadium right after the visit. But boy, does he keep his cards close to his vest. It's, it's even difficult for me to kind of glean like what does George McIntyre want to see on these visits what do you think Tennessee's trying to sell what interests him well I told you when you put your prediction in for Alabama and I said what why did you do this and you explained it to me and I'm like if you're trying to read anything George is saying you're gonna fail and I mm -hmm. would fail everywhere well because he is extremely tough to read he comes across very uh, monotone you know just doesn't say a whole lot you know as far as like understanding why to wear you know, the recruiting process is for him. So he, he's never going to get real high. He's never going to get real low. He just kind of is flatlined. And that's kind of how his game plays. I mean, like he doesn't, it doesn't, you know, affect him. You know, if he, if he makes a bad play or a good play, he, he's really, really steady Eddie. And I think that's why coaches love him. And, uh, you know, what is he looking for to answer your question? Mm -hmm. I think he's looking for relationships, Josh. Mm -hmm. I think he, you know, he's really close with Josh Heupel. Joey Halsley's done a, a really nice job of late, you know, working on George. And then George is really, really close with several members of the team, was able to hang out not only Friday night, but also Saturday night after the game with the staff. And, uh, you know, I, this was a big weekend for Tennessee as George, I think, inches closer to a decision that I think happened sometime between December and February. Yeah, he said some things in that interview that made me believe because when he was on set right here at the On3 Studios, he said that he would want to do something in the summer before senior year. Now, of course, timetables can move up and they usually do with quarterbacks. So do you get the feeling that he could do something much sooner? And what do you think his actual timeline will look like? Well, I mean, I got deciding it's sometime between December and February. I think that, you know, he gets past his junior season and yeah. then works starts to work towards making decisions. You know, I mean, like you look at kind of where, you know, he's been, he's, he's LSU, Alabama, Tennessee. To me, those are his top three. There are others involved. He really likes UCLA for some odd reason. It's very strange. I don't think he's going to the West Coast. The family dynamic of this is obviously important. His uncle's that coach at FIU and, you know, you know, they're one of his top 10. Georgia started to lean on him a little bit more as Kirby's called him more and more. Mm -hmm. But to me, I still think this this kind of comes down to the, to the main three. He's visited multiple, multiple times. Yeah. Um, he's been to Alabama or he's seen Alabama play in, in person four times, a couple on the road, a couple at home the last year. Alabama's lost three of those four. I think that's very strange. <laughs> I'm an Alabama fan. I'm not sure I want him at the games. They keep, they keep losing. Um, but then, you know, he's been to Tennessee numerous times. He's been to LSU a couple of times. Um, but to me, it, it, it comes back down to relationships and his greatest relationship with any coach is Josh Heupel, in my opinion. And that's why I think Tennessee has got an excellent shot here as we uh, head towards the end of his junior year. Yeah, and he has said that he's trying to be very efficient with these visits. He said he understands that a decision could be coming soon and that if he's going to make a decision, it's there's only so much time to make it to these Saturday games and check out an environment. So we do know that he's going to go to UCLA, Colorado visit coming up, but I'm eager to see who the final visit is. Cause there's going to be a couple games in November that he could get to. So I want to see whose campus he makes it to. I think that'll be telling. All right.
Let's get to these flip picks. Uh, Virginia Tech flip target was on campus this weekend. Wide receiver Chance Wiggins, three-star prospect. He goes 6'3", 200 out of King George, Virginia. What do you make of him showing up to Knoxville on Saturday for the game? Well, Kelsey Pope went and saw him during the bye week. And when the coaches were out on the road, that was one of the stops that he went and made. And uh, obviously, Tennessee is taking a look there. They're evaluating Chance. And obviously, a big kid, as you said, 6'3", 200 pounds, uh, not even in a college weight room yet. So he's got a nice frame to him. Tennessee's looking for an outside receiver, somebody who can be in that Brew McCoy slash Cedric Tillman role. And, uh, you know, Chance could be that guy. We'll see how it goes. But uh, was in this weekend, had a nice time, and, uh, you know, believe that uh, Tennessee's in play there. I uh, wouldn't mm -hmm. call it a definite flip at this point, but they're in play. All right, so that's one to watch. Now, they do have Mike Matthews. They do have Brian Staley, a very good group. They just kind of want to put the finishing touches on that wide receiver room. Uh, let's talk about the defensive line room for a second, talk about finishing touches. Tennessee's yeah. trying to flip Elias Williams. He's a big need. He was on campus this week, and he goes 6'4", 275. Uh, only problem is he committed a Mizzou on September 1st, and this was also his first visit to Tennessee. Austin, is it too late to get in on Williams, or do you think this is starting to look like a recruitment Tennessee fans need to keep an eye on down the stretch? Not too late. Uh, really was blown away by the atmosphere yesterday. Um, loves the defensive staff. Man, they've been leaning on him hard. They really think that he has got some some special qualities about him. And, uh, you know, I think getting him back up here for an official visit is something that you really look at uh, as a real possibility at this point. I think he had a good enough time to where Tennessee's kind of cracked the door open there. Obviously, Missouri's having some success and and, and, and all that, but as far as distance from home, um, you know, that could play a factor. Either way, you're going to get on a plane, right, to either go to Columbia, Missouri, or Knoxville. And mm -hmm. so I think Tennessee's definitely in play there after yesterday's atmosphere. I think he comes back for an OV sometime later this year. Okay, well, then definitely put that name on the recruiting board. Um, now, when it comes to defensive line flip targets, he's not the only one. Tennessee also heavily involved with Amaris Williams, who's committed to UF. Who do you feel like right now Tennessee has a better shot at flipping? How's the start of college football season been for you guys? I know the games have been great, but you know what's not great? Finding last-minute tickets. Finding tickets before game can sometimes be a nightmare, and do not let this be the way that your season goes. That's why I'm here to tell you about game time. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the big-time matchups. Game time will get you to this year's biggest college football games with elite deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee. Do not stress over getting into your team's favorite game, the biggest rivalry game of the year. There's only so many games you can go to and you need to get these tickets at the best prices. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Guys are terrible at that. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Game, game time, they have deals on tickets even after an hour after the game starts, it is the place to get last-minute ticket deals. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets on all sports and even concert events. So here's what we're going to do. Snag the tickets without stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code INSIDESCOOP for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and use code INSIDESCOOP for $20 off, download game time today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed.
Well, right now I would tell you, you know, Anias Williams, because, you know, he is the one that was just here. And, and, and I think it was most primed to come back. Amaris has to make it up here. Like everybody keeps asking about this right. guy that's committed elsewhere, that guy that's committed elsewhere. And I think that's great. Like Kai Bates, like Tennessee's a possibility for yeah. Kai Bates. You know, they've continued to work the uh, Clearwater product, but Kai's got to make it back to campus. Same thing with Amaris Williams. He has to make it back to campus. If he makes it back to campus, Tennessee's a real player there. The question is, Willie, Florida won yesterday. That kind of cools the Jets a little bit. Had Florida lost, that'd give you lost three. You know, every team that kind of starts to pile up losses by mid-October, you start to see teams try to, like, get in there and cherry-pick a commit or two away. People are going to be targeting South Carolina now. They're sending it four losses and, and, and are a real possibility to not go to a bowl game. The question is, is can Tennessee get Amaris Williams to campus? Well, there's still some big games left to be played. I'm sure we're going to see some more uh, surprise visits, some more big visits. Just recruiting is about to blow up. So Tennessee fans, thank you for tuning in to the Inside Scoop. Awesome price. Appreciate you dropping by with the juice from the weekend. Appreciate it, Josh. Thank you, buddy. There was a lot of scoring on the field on Saturday, but for Oregon, the scoring started even before kickoff. A massive pregame commitment from defensive lineman Aiden Breland got things going on Saturday. Now, he's just the latest addition to the Ducks, but they are not done. Breland goes six foot four, 300 pounds, chose Oregon over Miami and Georgia. A massive pickup, like I said, because Oregon now sits at 24 commitments for the 2024 class. And Aiden Breland launched the Ducks into the top 10, now sitting at number seven nationally in the on three recruiting rankings. Oregon fans, exciting time, and there's much more to come. So hit that subscribe button. We're trying to get us to 20K. Help me out and hit subscribe. Let's bring on Justin Hopkins of Scoop Duck. All right. As I said, Aiden Breland out of the state of California commits, but the real prize is down there in Arizona. We're going to stay in California for now, though. Jericho Johnson, four-star defensive lineman, trending heavily towards the Ducks at 87%, but right behind him, I see Washington. So I got to ask, are the Huskies a threat? And also, when do you expect Johnson to announce a decision? Yeah, the Huskies are 1,000% a threat. I think they're the biggest threat to Oregon uh, for Johnson. And he was, in fact, uh, in Seattle this weekend, was at the game yesterday between the Ducks and Huskies. So he saw the outcome, saw everything firsthand. You know, we both know that that the visit's great, that the outcome of the game weighs a lot less on a recruit versus, yeah. you know, the atmosphere and, and the coaching staff and all those other things are looking at. So I think that's the battle. I, I, I fully believe that Washington is the biggest threat to Oregon, and I think they're in it. You know, I, if you, if you, if you want to kind of get nitpicky, the Ducks have a really strong defensive line class coming together already. So you start to wonder if maybe some of those numbers give him a little bit of pause and look at, at Washington where, hey, I, you know, I'd be the guy there at Oregon. You know, I do have competition, which isn't a bad thing. So but I do believe the Ducks are the team to beat. I do believe that he will take a visit to Oregon uh, once again. Uh, I believe he ought to be there this weekend, if I recall correctly. And uh, as far as the decision goes, he doesn't seem to be anyone that's in any big hurry at all. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think we're looking at, you know, November, December decision from him right now. Okay. Now let's go down to Arizona. It's time. I teased it at the top, but Elijah rushing, he decommitted from Arizona just over a week ago. And I'll be honest, really since his decommitment, the only team that we've seriously heard involved with him is Oregon. Now, 
if the commitment doesn't come in the coming days, which I'm not expecting, what teams are you watching to enter the mix? Because we know this isn't just going to be a one-team battle here. 100%. You know, I, I, I think I revert back to his original commitment when Tennessee and Notre Dame were huge factors in his recruitment. Um, you know, I'm sure that they're, you know, picked up the phone and they're having conversations. Uh, maybe we just haven't heard about it yet. Maybe he just really likes Oregon and he's kind of focused on them at the moment. Um, you know, another one that, that I could see jumping in the mix just because of how well they've recruited uh, mm -hmm. and Arizona's a state they can get into is, is a school like Texas. You know, you wonder if Steve Sarkeesian uh, starts working the phone with rushing and getting involved there. Uh, and then, you know, yeah. I think Washington probably probably makes a phone call. I'm sure USC has as well. So you got to start to wonder about some of those current Pac-12 schools getting involved. But like you said, all the chatters pointed to Oregon right now, which seems to be a good thing for the Ducks. I mean, if they could snag two five-star uh, defensive linemen in this recruiting cycle, I'm sure, you know, Dan Lanning would fire up another cigar for that one. Yeah. Do you think that there's any chance he could make an earlier decision than expected? Can Oregon get him to shut this down and lock in another five-star? You know, so the thing I've noticed so far, at least with rushing, uh, he was very, very generous about uh, recruiting interviews originally, and he hasn't done a lot of a lot since his decommitment, which right. tells me that I just think that maybe he's really not wanting to go through the process fully again and, you know, lots of phone calls, lots of messages. It can be tiresome for some for some people. You know, some recruits love it, some don't. Um, so to me, it, it just kind of, you know, reading his uh, persona, if you will, uh, I could see him making a decision sooner than later if he just feels like Oregon's the school he wants to be at. Hmm. All right. Well, top 100 wide receiver Jeremiah McClellan out of St. Louis, Missouri. He was in for an unofficial visit in late September to Oregon, and he took an official over the summer, but he committed to Ohio State. Now, it's been about three weeks since his most recent visit to Oregon. What are you hearing in terms of the buzz around Duck's chances to flip him? Well, you know, you know, our own uh, Chad Simmons had an interview with him last week, uh, mm -hmm. and in the interview, he certainly seemed to indicate Oregon was probably the biggest threat at this time to Ohio State. Now, he did say he remains committed to Ohio State, and he said all the right things. I know Missouri's out there, but I think that last trip uh, to Oregon really put them in a serious contention spot. Now, he's talking about coming back out for a visit again. He's talking about visiting Missouri. It'll be interesting to see, you know, if those two things happen. I think the Ducks do need to get him back on campus again if they can, especially if he's going to, you know, maybe make a, a early signing de decision in mm -hmm. December, you know, get him back in late November or December. But yeah, that's, there's a lot of buzz around Oregon right now. And I feel like the Ducks are definitely the biggest threat to uh, Ohio State at the moment. Mm. All right, let's talk about one last priority target for the Ducks, and that's five-star offensive tackle Jordan Seaton, the number two ranked offensive tackle in the country. Yesterday, he texted me. I was watching football. He didn't go anywhere this weekend, so I guess he had some downtime. But he texted me and said that he's going to have some big news for me this week. I assume it's going to be visit plan news because I don't think he's in any rush to decide. So uh, right when he texted me that, you know, a couple schools went off in my head. I thought maybe Florida State, maybe Oklahoma, maybe South Carolina. But obviously, Oregon is also a school that he's highly interested in. And do you think that things are still you know, going on between Oregon and Jordan Seaton to the point where he could potentially come in for a visit. Yes, I 100% do. I know Seaton was on record uh, also this week, basically saying Oregon's recruiting him as hard as anybody, maybe yeah. harder than everybody yeah. currently. 
Um, and I know right now the Ducks currently have two big weekends that they're trying to bring in, you know, official and unofficial visitors for. And that's this coming weekend versus Washington State at home. Mm-hmm. And then in a few weeks when USC comes to town uh, mid-November. So as far as Seton is concerned, whether this is his news or not, I would expect that if he's going to visit Oregon, which I believe it will, it would be one of those two weekends. So, you know, perhaps we're reading too much into it, but I certainly think Oregon is in the mix. And I think a visit to Oregon probably takes place for him within the next month. Yeah, and he's been making the rounds this fall. He's been to Florida. He's been to Alabama. He's been out to Colorado. He's been to Tennessee. So I think he still has a couple more trips in him before a decision comes. Not really expecting anything until December for Jordan Seaton. So Oregon fans, hold tight there. Uh, Justin Hopkins, thanks for checking in, talking Oregon recruiting on what could have been a great weekend. It's just, you know, they still got the Aiden Breland commitment, but you'd like to see a win on the field. Yeah, I, I'm sure if we had Dan Landing on the show right now, he'd probably be telling us he would have loved to get a win yesterday. But yeah. uh, it was a great game. Huskies are a good team, and, and Oregon will rebound just fine. Well, this is a recruiting show, so the recruiting wins count a little bit more. Thanks, Justin. <laughs> Special guest now on the inside scoop. We have Elijah Rushing out of Tucson, Arizona. He's the six foot six, 225-pound pass rusher that recently decommitted from Arizona, and it's been a week. So I wanted to talk to the man himself, uh, Elijah Rushing. Welcome to the Inside Scoop. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, you decommitted. It's been one week. So I wanted to know, what's your cell phone been like? Has it been blown up? Yeah, it's been crazy. Just coaches, um, different people just asking, trying to get an Inside Scoop. And I've just been kind of just um, being silent, just trying to focus on, you know, football and school, everything mm-hmm. that I have going on. But you do have another big decision to make now. And I wanted to know what teams have been reaching out to you. Um, they've been like Oregon, Washington, UCLA, uh, ASU. And I would say uh, Georgia and like some almost almost everywhere in Tennessee. Sorry. Okay. So. You, you know, you have some time now to kind of reset everything, maybe take some visits. Are there some places that you know you want to check out before you make your decision? Uh, not all the way. I know I'm just like kind of watching it on the games because I, I kind of see like I'm getting the same effect. And just from going to all those games prior, like I'm, I kind of like know what to look for. So I can kind of see it like just um, just watching it from home. All right, so this this weekend then was probably a little bit different for you then, having a different outlook on your recruitment. Who did you watch this weekend? What did you see? Um, this week I watched Oregon. Um, I watched the U. I watched the U of A with my family, you know, because my brother's on that team. Right. And I'm always still going. I'm always still going to support. So that was the two games I really watched, and also now, Notre Dame. Okay, uh, is Notre Dame in the picture with you as well? Uh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, what do you like about Oregon? Because they right now are trending on the recruiting prediction machine. I think it, right now it's about 87% that you end up at Oregon. And, and they were one of the teams in your recruitment before you committed to Arizona. So what is it about the Ducks that has you so intrigued? Um, I would just say just the defensive expertise on the side of the ball with Coach, with Coach LaPointe and Coach Lennon. Definitely just um, really like just coaches who really know their craft and kind of just got to see how they've taken guys from the past and kind of developed them and put them in positions to succeed. Like I got to see um, Tatum and Mateo. 
the two freshmen, they got to get in and they they were doing their thing as far as the two games I've seen them in. And then, um, you know, just kind of like the coaches that they have around there is always, it's like attacking. Um, it's, it's just like an attack, just attack mindset. And as a defensive player, like, that's what you want. That's why you play that side of the ball, just to attack and get there. Do you think you'll make it back out to Oregon? Um, I think at some point, yes. Do you need to make it back out to Oregon to make a decision? Um, no, not necessarily. Okay. Um, what other teams have been in contact? Who have you been seriously talking with, you know, this past week? Um, as far as this week, I've just really kept it silent. Like I haven't, I haven't really talked to anybody just cause I wanted to focus on the game in front of me, focus on my school and just let everything die down. Cause I was getting mm -hmm. pulled from every which direction. So I kind of just, talking to my dad and we just kind of just stayed a little silent. Okay. So then it sounds like you're not in a rush to decide. I mean, there's, I, I didn't, I didn't assume that you were, I figured, you know, since you have some time now. So do you have a timetable for when you want to make a new decision? Not as of yet. Okay. Do you think it'll be, it could go all the way to signing day? Um, I think it could, but it's just like, I just got to just reassess mm -hmm. everyone kind of just see where I fit and what's like, what fits me. Who are you seriously looking at besides Oregon? Like what, what program? Um, I would say UCLA, Tennessee, Notre Dame, kind of like them same people who were in that top four, but also kind of like, a, um, well, I'm, I'm seriously considering everyone that's like in the recruitment, but those are just the ones I know off the top of my head. Right. But every everyone that reaches out to me, I'm going to give them an honest look. Yeah. Do you think you'll take any official visits? Um, I got to I got to see. I don't I don't really know. I got to talk with my dad about it. OK, so when you when it comes down to making that decision again, what's what's important to you? Um, now it's just kind of kind of like development, how it was before, kind of just seeing how I'm going to be developed, how I'm going to grow in that school and then you know, just support system. Just is that a place that I can see myself just living in and for my future, like as far as school and what I'm going to get out of the degree, out of, out of the program and just like what I could, what I could bring to it as well. Just kind of just all around, like what's going to, what, like what's best for me. All right. Well, Elijah rushing. Thanks for dropping by the inside scoop and uh, let us know when you set up some visits and get this thing cranked back up again. All right. I know you, you took a week off, but Recruitment's back on, huh? Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Appreciate you, Elijah. All right, yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you for watching. If you enjoyed that content, be sure to subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. We have a new page dedicated only to recruiting. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button right now.